0: coincidence today, Um, if we haven't already met I think I actually know most of you here, I've met most of you here anyway. Um, (coughs) So my name is Nikki Rose Wall and it's such a privilege to be here today. Um, Honestly it has just been a wild couple of weeks ever since I was even asked to share my testimony. Um, I've come up after one battle against another. Um, from ending up incredibly ill in emergency to my husband being deployed overseas um, to my daughter getting really sick um, and honestly it's by God's grace and will that I'm here today. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, I just want to think. Thank everyone in the church that has just encouraged me and um, for helping me to stay in one piece just through prayer and your um, acts of service and encouragement. I'm really grateful for. Um, and in saying that, I'm not really prepared to speak today um, because of all those things. But um, I have the Holy Spirit within me and know that where I fall short um, and lack capacity, uh, He will he can speak through my imperfections. Um, <clears throat> so you'll catch me looking at my notes my notes a whole bunch. Um, and I have bad asthma at the moment, so I'm just uh, trying to survive, really. Um, I'm married to Dave. Um, he's not here at the moment. He's with my daughter at home, because she's sick. Um, he's a pilot in defense, but um, he's currently doing a different type of role in defense. Um, And I have a almost 10-month-old daughter. So at the moment, I'm a full-time mum. And in the odd nap of my baby girls, I'm writing a novel. Um, Just before I became a mum, I was skateboard coaching and really enjoyed the mentor, role model type of responsibility that naturally came with it. Um, I'm from the sunny coast up in Queensland. Um, Has anyone ever been to the beautiful... overcrowded, waves of Nisa. (laughs) Uh, So I'm from about 25 minutes west of there in a little country town west of Karori, if you know where that is. Um, I lived there with my mum, my dad, my three older brothers, my older sister and my two younger brothers. So there was five boys and um, me and my sister and my parents. Um, We ran pretty wild on the property making bike or motorbike jumps, um, dirt bike jumps, (laughs) lots of boy things to try and keep up with my brothers. Um, And we even made some downhill sleds out of old movie posters that our neighbours would give us. Um, I went to a Christian school and I genuinely thought that um, going to a Christian school made me a Christian. (laughs) Um, But yeah, obviously that's not the case. Or going to church, although I didn't go to one growing up. um, I also thought that going to church made you a Christian. Um, Until I started dating my first boyfriend, did I realise that's not the case either. Um, I would love to read a story for you today um, from the Bible from a woman woman who became a Christian but more specifically the day that she met Jesus so I'd love for you guys to open up your Bibles if you have them here today or if you have a phone with the little brown holy Bible app feel free to open that one too I use that um, or just look on with a friend We're opening up to John chapter four, verse four. And I'll um, probably speak through to 26 at some stage. (coughs) So, um, and he had to pass through Samaria. He, that is Jesus. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, read as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. I'm just going to stop there. So firstly, it says Jesus had to pass through Samaria. Um, Numerous commentaries suggest that John is implying that Jesus' decision to go through Samaria was divine and um, by choice, not simply by coincidence, practical necessities or travel arrangements. And whilst it was the shortest route from Judea to Galilee to pass through Samaria, I'm just going to give you an example so it would be from Meriwether to Bar Beach, say, and instead of going through Dixon, you decide to go to Mayfield, or maybe even Maitland, <laughs> just to avoid um, bumping into a Samaritan. That's how, um, how much Jews disdained Samaritans, This Samaritan woman. Um, pious Jews preferred the alternate route. <coughs> Um, And Jesus, a Jew, didn't have to go through Samaria, but he chose to because he chose her. He wanted wanted the Samaritans to know him. He wanted this woman to know him. Um, He chose me and he wanted me to know him. And he wants you to know him too. When I was 25, um, my life looked really great on the outside. I was essentially living in the fast lane, uh, my best life. so you will call it. I was studying to become a vet. I was working full time. I was using annual leave to travel for skateboarding TV ads, skateboarding TV shows, um, and do swimwear modeling for some big swimwear agencies. My social media was growing really fast, um, and I was dating a very intelligent and wealthy man. Um, I lived in Brisbane on Bowen Terrace, a popular street in New Farm, if you've ever heard of it. Um, because of its beautiful views that led to the story bridge. Um, every, everything in my life really looked enviable. Um, on the inside though, <laughs> I was broken. Um, I was so broken. I was depressed, empty, and I reflected on my path trying to understand how I was, where I was, not knowing who I was, but searching through memories and a flood of shame and abandonment washed over me. When I was just a child, a man I trusted, a family member, someone I looked up to, adored, sexually abused me for many years. Um, I wasn't even yet eight years old. As a young teenager, I was locked in a room, covered in porn um, for multiple days and raped by multiple men. I endured the psychological, verbal, and emotional, and mental domestically violent behaviors of my father my entire life, um, until I was old enough to move out of home. (laughs) Friends, Jesus chooses to pursue the social outcast. (laughs) These things happen to me, but they are not who I am. Um, but living with the shame and the hurt and the distrust that came with all these types of abuse drove me to become a people pleaser. Um, pretending none of this happened to avoid the pity um, and the rejection that came when people didn't know how to respond to trauma. Um, I'll go back to at the end of verse 6 um, where it says... Uh, it was about the sixth hour a woman from Samaria came to draw water. I'm just going to have a quick <laughs> sip of water on that note. Um, okay, it was the Middle East. It's scorching hot. No one collects water at this hour, okay? Um, like the middle of an Aussie summer day, you're not going to go out in the middle of the sun and do hard labour work. You're not going to go mow your lawns, all that kind of stuff, <laughs> because it's boiling hot. But this Samaritan woman dressed in shame preferred to endure the heat of the sun than the heat of the words flowing from the mouths of women collecting their water as per the norm, being the early evenings or the evening hours to avoid, to avoid the scorching sun. And there is Jesus also <laughs> in the middle of the day. Okay, so um, I was living in Brisbane, covered in shame, just like this Samaritan woman in need of a divine intervention with Jesus, just like this woman. Depressed to the core, I didn't want to live another day. The story bridge was at the end of my street. I walked it often enough to know it would be the most quiet at nighttime. No one would see if I I didn't survive, like if I hurt myself and got injured, no one would be able to see at night. So I decided I wanted to jump off at night because if I had any injuries, I would drown. Um, It was very (laughs) pre-thought. I shut my door and as I began to walk to the front gate, just a few steps away, I heard my phone ding inside. I hadn't spoken to anyone all afternoon, (laughs) except to God, Um, except to God, the God I had heard about, whose name is Jesus, mostly just through school. And the only reason I spoke to God was because I wanted something. I wanted him, I just didn't know it. Um, I said, God, if you're there, if you really do exist, let me know because tonight I'm gonna go jump off the bridge. Um, And as I unlatched the gate, my phone, it dings again. At this stage, not a single person knew that I was depressed. I hadn't shared that with anyone in my life, not my family, not my friends, not um, my boyfriend even. Yeah, no one knew the shame I was carrying. Um, I hadn't shared any of my um, issues and trauma with anyone. Um, I didn't want the text playing on my mind. (laughs) This is small things. Didn't want the text playing on my mind whilst I'm standing there at the bridge. So I went back inside um, just to get rid of it, Um, not realizing the full gravity of the decision I was about to make at the bridge. Um, The text, it was from my cousin. I didn't even have her number in my phone, so um, I don't even know how she got my number to this day. Um, she still doesn't know that um, God used her to save my life this day. She said she desperately needed someone to come and move into her home on the Gold Coast ASAP, as she had three kids who I didn't even know and was a single mom and was really struggling. Suddenly, my issues became really small. I recognised her struggle, her need and for a moment long enough I had enough space in my mind to think about someone else, um, to acknowledge that someone else was hurting and needed help. At the same time I recognised that I needed to let my guard down. I needed to let go of the independent, trust no one, in control of everything, boss type woman um, and let God work in my hardened heart. I needed to let him control my life because I no longer knew how to, or wanted to. God knew the only way to save me was to speak to me personally in a way only I would understand. He created me, Genesis one. He knows me um, better than I know me, Psalm 139. And in that moment, he knew that helping others was something I was really passionate about um, back then and still am and why I'm even sitting here today. Um, You see, Jesus chose this time to meet this woman at this well. He chose that day at the end of 2015 uh, to meet me. Although I didn't fully understand yet what it meant that God was speaking to my heart, um, he pursued me and he never stops pursuing. He doesn't ever stop pursuing us. Um, I wasn't drinking from the system of clean water. Um, What well, Um, I was drinking from (laughs) was just the well of the world and it just leads me to ask you what kind of well you're drinking from today. Does it lead to anxiety? Does it lead to depression? Um, Sexual pleasure outside of the biblical matrimony? Substance abuse? The wages of sin is death or are you living a life that leads to life, to real life, love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control? Galatians 5.22. I'll pop over to read um, verse 10 to 15. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw the water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. I'm physically thirsty, sorry. (laughs) Okay, so see in this moment, this woman too had a hard heart. She couldn't understand that Jesus wasn't talking about offering her physical water She actually thinks she knows Jesus to an extent in such she considers him to be a Jewish man that might be able to um, be offering her a living water. So she she conveniently doesn't have to come to this well in the middle of the day because who would want to do that? Um, And it made me think how many times have we thought we knew God? (laughs) I know I have. He doesn't love me, care for me, know me, he's abandoned me. Um, these are all misunderstandings of God and who he is she asks for water of a convenient living not realizing he's offering her the water of freedom freedom um, Jeremiah 2 sorry I'm just going to look this one up real quick don't have it in my notes um, Jeremiah 2 verse 12 and 13 says, the heavens are shocked at such a thing and shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. Um, And I think that this is what this lady was carrying, this water um, that really fall short, they just fall empty um, she's, she's never getting... She's thirsty. <laughs> she's still thirsty when she's drunk. When we're living in the world, we're still thirsty after we have something to drink. Um, there have been so many times in my life I've been blinded to God's offering of living water. Um, when I was 17, I was living at Coolum Beach across the road from the skate park, of course, because I want to be able to skateboard 24-7. Um, so I... Um, wanted to get better at it, but more so it was just like a disguise and a distraction for me. Um, On Fridays, a local Christian surfers group came to the skate park and they would have a barbecue um, for anyone that wanted food, anyone at the park. Um, And there was this one guy, he was young, part of the group and clearly obsessed with Jesus because I remember him telling people at the park about Jesus and thinking how weird he was. I was skating in the bowl and came off my board hard um, that afternoon and hurt my ankle and This guy was the first one that came running over to me. Um, he asked me if he could pray for me, and he did, and he started telling me about Jesus, um, but like this woman, i couldn 't understand what he was actually offering, like like the Samaritan woman um, yeah he 's he was telling me a spiritual thing, but I was thinking about a physical, um, a physical thing. Um, he was telling me about the Holy Spirit and that when you become a Christian, you s- receive the living water, you receive the Holy Spirit. Um, so I couldn't wrap my head around it because I was too embarrassed to even stand near this guy, really, <laughs> this Jesus-loving guy who was hardly a skateboarder. He probably rode scooters for all I knew. Um, I. <laughs> I heard about the living water, but I never understood what it might actually taste like. That receiving the Holy Holy Spirit would free me from the desire to feel accepted by everyone. Um, This guy was here shamelessly telling people about the freedom he'd received, and here I was, too ashamed to be seen near him. My heart not ready to receive the living water, all I did was take a sip, and it skipped right past my heart. I didn't know I'd be standing here today doing the same thing he was and living in freedom from shame, truly from what these men did to me, from depression, from anxiety, from feeling a need to be accepted or wanted because I now know I am accepted and I am wanted by Christ so much that he died on the cross for me at Calvary and that is enough. We really uh, shouldn't need sermons on evangelism. I feel like these kind of stories of this woman in the Bible, it's enough for us to get up on our feet and tell people about Jesus. The reason the water tastes so good when we meet Jesus is because of how desperate our need is for him. Um, God works in our hearts um, and opens our eyes to him. It's not people who do that. But I was very grateful for that um, man praying over me that day. (laughs) we'll move on to verse 16. Um, Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ, and when he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak am he. Um, Okay, so here Jesus has gone from speaking about the living water, which, she clearly isn't understanding, so he moves on to gently commend her that um, you're right in saying that you, you had five husbands, yes, um, but also to expose her sin um, in verse 18 there. I want to share a time someone did this for me in my life. <laughs> I was a new Christian, um, and I was posting a lot of provocative type uh, swimwear photos, which was natural for me. I'd been a swimwear model since I was 14 years old um, on my social media accounts. Um, and um, I guess, yeah, so I met up for a coffee with this lady. She was actually the pastor's wife from church at this stage. When I first went to church, um, I, there was only five people in the church. <laughs> the first day I went there, there was five people. That's how small it was. It was tiny. Um, But now there's over 100 people in that church. Um, And his wife actually sat me down for a coffee and had prayed about this for me and over me. Um, And it was such a beautiful thing for her to um, pull me up on the fact that I was posting quite provocative photos on my social media channels. And here I was kind of thinking, well, who are you to tell me what to do? (laughs) This is my life. and on the on the other hand, I'm also feeling convicted. Like, um, what's going on in my heart right now? Because um, this this almost doesn't feel right that I'm actually posting these photos. And I was getting direct messages from a lot of men and things like that. And I was in a relationship at the time, so um, it wasn't the I, I could notice. I could notice her truth. I could notice the truth that she was speaking, um, and. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just, I remember just bawling my eyes out actually at the table and I just couldn't stop crying because I felt so convicted and, um, yeah, I just want us to be aware that if we want to see people filled with the living water, that if we want to experience the peace and the freedom that Jesus offers, then we need to be comfortable with addressing sin. Um, she had five husbands, but before any relationship that we need is um, the true relationship, the relationship with God, um, the one who created us. How can we use an invention for its intended purpose that we have no instructions for? He is the inventor. We are his inventions, and he has a desired purpose for each one of us. And this book holds our instructions. Um, If you're a believer, all of God's purposes for you are helpful, hopeful and designed uh, for your good. We have a God on our side and he's sovereign, he's a sovereign saviour, infinitely wise and all sufficient. Um, What Jesus has done for me on the cross um, is so much bigger than what men have done to me. It's a daily decision for me to choose Jesus. Um, Each day I need to ask for grace as I heal and experience the pain of soul recovery. Um, I'm just going to go away from my notes for a minute and just talk about um, what happened after the bridge. Um, So I decided obviously not to jump off the bridge, I'm here today. I did move straight to the Gold Coast and lived with my cousin. the relationship that I was in was really hard to leave because there was so much security in that. Um, this this man was an incredibly wealthy man and well known man, and um, and uh, I didn't want to leave that. <laughs> and I would have made every excuse not to leave that relationship. It was it looked fantastic, um, but I was lonely still in it. Um, he wasn't God. As much as I wanted him to be, he wasn't. Um, So it was time for me to also end that. Um, I'd experienced so much in my life, um, growing up on a property. um, We lived in a tent actually for about almost a year. Um, So I went from being, to having nothing, as I grew older, to having so much, so much. Um, we, We literally drove around in sports cars, um, and had private jets, things like that. It was wild. Um, it was a wild life. I was traveling all around the world, skateboarding. I was getting um, big sponsorship deals, things like that. And um, just to go to go from nothing into something and still feel so lonely um, and like, where am I going? This still feels, I'm still empty inside. Um, the only thing that could fill could me in that was, um, was Jesus. <laughs> And like I said, yeah, it's, a day, it's every day I have to make that decision. So that first year that I became a, became a Christian and decided to not be lukewarm anymore, to actually just make the decision, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to live for Jesus. Um, that whole first year, I got absolutely crushed by trials, um, crushed. Um, but Jesus held me up through it all. Um, it was like one thing after another. My parents separated, which was somewhat of a blessing. I was tired of seeing my dad almost kill my mum in front of my eyes. Um, my rabbits died from some weird illness. Um, my sister had a stillborn baby. Um, it was just kind of one thing after another. Um, and I think that's, that's what happens when you become a Christian in that first year because the enemy doesn't want you <laughs> to know God. He doesn't want you to know freedom. He doesn't know, want you to know peace. Um, but through all of those trials, I still experienced peace, freedom. It didn't, it didn't stop for me. And although it was a daily seeking, um, yeah, it was a daily uh, soul recovering as well. Um, and I'm not different from this woman in the well. <laughs> and if we're being honest with ourselves, um, none of us are. We have all committed adultery over and over again um, in our neglecting of Christ. We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each of us. Um, gone to his own way, Isaiah 53 6. Um, and whilst I was abandoned, like emotionally, physically, and affectionately, um, by my earthly father as well growing up, um, I've never been abandoned by my heavenly father. Um, not once has he abandoned me um, because he never changes. <laughs> and um, if you want to experience, uh, I've got a, a quote here by John Mark Comer. I don't know if he's a pastor in Bridgetown Church in the America. Um, he says, if you want to experience the life of Jesus, you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. Um, and although that means giving things up, like I had, to, I had to end this relationship with this man that I really um, didn't want to end, <laughs> um, God God um, did tenfold on that um, even though I didn't expect that. Um, I have the most amazing husband now and we have a beautiful daughter and he is a godly man, he loves Jesus, he's my greatest encourager and, um, and I, would never, I would never be with him today if I didn't make the sacrifices that I did um, in that relationship. Um, I also just want to read another quote by Stacy Eldridge. Um, It's called Captivating, it's kind of a poem. Um, A woman in her glory, a woman of beauty, is a woman who is not striving to become beautiful or worthy enough. She knows in her quiet center where God dwells, that he finds her beautiful, has deemed her worthy, and in him she is enough. Um, And I just wanna encourage all you women today, and men, um, that you are enough, in him he actually deems you enough you don't need anything from this world um and when you when you jump into the word um that's where you'll find your relationship with him that's where you'll find any answers that you need um yeah and on that on that note i just want to i guess ask anyone if you want to consider um re-giving your your life to christ today um or maybe you've never met Jesus before and you, you're sick of living the lukewarm life. Maybe you wanna choose him um, like I did and have your life changed. I'm not saying it's necessarily gonna be a better life here, but I can, I can assure you that your future in heaven is, is assured. Um, it's, it's definite. You're, <laughs> you'll definitely be there when you choose Jesus. Um, <clears throat> he he says that. Um, yeah, and I ha- I've encountered a saviour, resurrected, and he resurrected me. He offers true freedom, and it's not bound by works. It's not bound by what you do. Um, it's simply bound by love and truth. Um, yeah. So um, if there is anyone that does want to seek Jesus and choose him again today, um, you're welcome to come down as... Um, Dan, you want to come up and start with the worship team. Um, you're welcome to come down, and I can pray for you. And um, yeah, I'd love to love to be praying for you. Dave can pray for you. Um, anyone, yeah, you can come down now, and we'll and then we'll start worship.